0: But if we're going through probate, work with someone local who deals with probates in that county and does that as a major portion of
1: their practice and not just a side hustle. Do you know what will happen to your loved ones when something happens to you? If you don't know the answer or don't like the answer, then this is the show for you. Listen up as we teach you about protecting your family legacy through better estate planning. Our family is here to protect yours So welcome to the Complete Estate Planning Podcast with attorney Nick Rosenbauer, and here's your
2: host, Ben George. Hello, welcome in. This is Complete Estate Planning. I'm Ben George. He is Nick Rosenbauer, estate planning attorney and the owner over at Rosenbauer Law Office, which you'll find online at CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. You'll also find his office there in Westchester, serving the greater Cincinnati area, southern Dayton, and a lot of areas in between. Nick, what's going on today?
0: Well, we got, uh, uh, I don't want to jinx it, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but we have a babysitter lined up for both kids for tomorrow. Nice. And if nothing happens and no one gets sick and everything's okay, the wife and I are going to go out to dinner tomorrow night by ourselves with no kids and... It's going to be so quiet. It's going to be so amazing. I'm trying not to get my hopes up because you know how it is with, yeah, it does not take much and, you know, your little one can cause problems without much of a heads up. Um, Yep. So, and we're, and for our listeners, we're recording this here on a Friday and then just Saturday. We're so close. I'm trying not to get ahead of myself here and I don't want to jinx myself um, and I probably shouldn't have even said this, but... (laughs) We're looking forward to it. Um I don't even know what it's gonna be like just asking my wife how her how she's doing and how her day was without anyone jumping on me or crying or yelling at me. I mean, I love my kids, don't get me wrong, but I also like quiet.
2: That's funny. I wonder uh where you're gonna go. What are you gonna choose? Are you gonna go with a little bit of steakhouse? I know there's some good steaks in Cincinnati. 100%, 100%. I know my wife loves Montgomery and Barbecue. Another good place? What do you choose?
0: Yeah, see, Montgomery Inn's good. Actually, my wife, um, and they have a couple ones, but the boathouse, uh, of course, is the main one. My wife's never been to the boathouse, surprisingly. Um, Hmm. For me, um, and it's obviously on the Ohio River, I grew up in northern Kentucky, but real close to the river. So for me, it's weird. It was good, but the boathouse was never, you know, like the pinnacle. Um, Like it never had this aura to me because I was like... I. You know, five. I I, I could go there five minutes from now, and we had family members who liked it, so we'd get Montgomery and carry out a lot. Um, So I don't hold it in this you know high regard, this like on a pedestal uh, per se. But um, so we're we're planning on going to a steakhouse, and my wife also. You know, back when she was pregnant, you know, they say you can't, you're not supposed to have undercooked. Yeah, I mean, debatable what's undercooked, but you're not supposed to get a steak unless it's well done. So she hadn't had a steak in a year. Um, So she's really looking forward to getting a medium steak, a glass of wine, and then no kids yelling at her, throwing food at her. (laughs) God bless her. (laughs) Yeah, no, she's a trooper. My wife, I picked a good one. I married up. Um, Don't know how the heck I pulled that off. Yeah. but that's the plan that's Great. the plan um we shall see um there's a lot of time between now and, and tomorrow <laughs> evening for it to go wrong but i oh, know that's the plan that is on our it's on our personal google calendar I love okay, so that's that's fairly real.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's official. Well, good luck. I hope you enjoy it. Hopefully, she's enjoying a glass of wine. Maybe you have a nice pour of bourbon. Who knows? Oh, Nick? yeah. But either you know way, it. you guys, I'm sure, uh, deserve the time, and and hopefully, you get to enjoy it to its fullest with no worries and uh, and just nothing but relaxation. So, good luck. Yeah,
0: I appreciate it. You know what's bad? I don't even take my cell phone when we go good. in. Like, I, le- I leave it at home. And then Alicia'll have to take hers in case yeah. something bad happens, right? Or Need the alarm water, right? goes off. Yeah, in case the babysitter set the alarm off at the house and yeah. the cops are getting called. But yeah, I don't even take my phone with me. So that's that's my goal. I, um, I and it. you know what? Ben, I might even have a pour of bourbon before we leave. Look at you. Let loose this weekend. No, no. <laughs>
2: Well, we'll when, see. once Nick's back in the office, you can always call him at 513-463-6789, but uh, wait for a couple of days. No, no, because who knows when you listen to this, but you get the idea. <laughs> uh, listen, today, I, I like where you're going with our topic today because you know, we talk about building an estate plan, what all goes into it, what decisions have to make, who you have to pick to, to be uh, in, in charge of your plan should something happen to you. But we haven't really talked about the other side of that. What happens if somebody puts you in charge of their plan, so I'm curious to see how this plays out. Kind of what roles, I guess, you might actually be given, and what job you actually have to do. Because we we hear about, hey, you might actually become a guardian or an executor, but what does that actually mean? So, that's the goal today on the podcast, and you know, most of the show is going to be about properly setting up your plan. But today, we're going to really dive into this other side. So, I'm. I'm Really excited to kind of learn more about this other side, Nick. And I guess, can, let me start with, can you actually say no to this if, if you well, if put in charge? Well, yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, we can, <laughs> I think we joked before we started recording here, but a number of uh, the executors who I've worked with on some nasty probates that we've been stuck with, I guarantee every one of them, if they could go back in time would say, no thanks, I'm not doing it. Um, so I can give you a whole list of people who would do that. Um, but one thing I will say before we get started, this is all, everything I'm talking about today is based on you've been given a role uh, officially and properly within you know someone's set up estate plan. This is not the situation where no one does anything, but you always tell your little brother, hey, by the way, if my wife and I pass away, You're taking our daughter, okay, and just kind of off the cuff. Or, hey, by the way, when I pass away, you're getting my bourbon collection, you're getting my golf clubs, et cetera, but nothing's in place. So just kind of a caveat here because there's plenty of verbal estate planning or written on a napkin or Uh something like that. So everything we talk about here, the caveat before we even dive into it, is a properly set up estate plan that goes through the proper – you know, procedures and everything and puts you in
2: charge. Okay. Well, for a second there, I thought you were leaving me your bourbon collection, but we'll have to get that on paper, I guess, in writing. Um,
0: (laughs) You, you do the same if you leave me yours um, and, and for our listeners, as far as who's got the better liquor cabinet, it has been by a mile. It is not even close. Right now, but
2: you're, you're catching up. You're catching up. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about some of the roles and you'll be given. It's not, I guess it's not just one role. It could be uh, any number of things, right? Well, and look, I
0: know we've gone on, for those of us who've listened to past episodes, we've broken down a number of the different, the different roles, uh, but I'll, I'll hit on all of them again. We have people taking care of um, you, people taking care of your kids, people taking care of your inheritance. So probably the one that people are most familiar with, of course, the guardian, that's who becomes the substitute parent if someone passes away and the person who passed away has children who are still legally minors, obviously once they're 18, they're adults. And I say adults with air quotes, right? Cause they may not be mature enough, but legally right. they're adults. And under the law, they don't need a guardian. They, you know, make their own decisions at that point. Um, so that's the guardian role and then power of attorney agent. Of course, there's two different sides to that coin. There's the financial or property or legal side uh, where you act on behalf of someone to make financial or legal decisions if they can't make them for themselves, but they're still living. Okay. So that's important. So powers of attorney don't work for people who have passed. Um, So if you need to sign checks, pay bills, file the taxes, you know, renew the tags on the car, things like that. And then also the medical side. So the healthcare power of attorney agent would act on their behalf to make medical and healthcare decisions for someone if they're still here, Um, but maybe they're like in a coma or something like that, can't make it for themselves. And then the other category is when I'm gone or when someone's gone, uh, naming you to be in charge of the inheritance and carry out their wishes. Two big terms here, of course you have the executor. So that's who's in charge of carrying out someone's wishes um, when you pass away, um, and you're named in someone's will. Okay. So the way you become the executor is if someone's last will and testament names you, um, and it's administered through the probate court system. Um, the flip side of that coin, a trustee, uh, is same thing, carrying out inheritance wishes, but it's done through a trust. So it's not named in a will, it's through a trust. And it's privately administered. Um, for those of our listeners who have seen a n- number of our episodes, obviously that's not done through the probate court.
2: Right. That's a big, a big point to point out there. All right. Well, let's go through these one by one to talk about kind of what your role is going to be and and how you can do a good job in these spots. You know, if you are given that responsibility from a loved one or a friend or a family member. So, let's start with the guardian. What does that entail?
0: Uh Man, this one's awfully subjective, Ben. As you can probably tell, it's you're put in an impossible situation first. Okay, Um, like imagine this: imagine your best friend or your sibling died in a horrible car crash, and had two little kids, and you got to take them in. Yeah. Okay, so you have to understand both from you naming guardians for your own plan. And also you being a guardian for someone else, it's never gonna be perfect. You just do the best you can. First off, it's best to have a conversation uh, during life with the, I guess, the original parents who are possibly naming you as guardian. If they don't tell you, it's pretty tough. Okay, but Ben, if I called you up and said, by the way, I want you and your wife to take care of my kids if my wife and I die, it's not a bad idea to have a little bit of a conversation. Okay, you become responsible And obviously, it's tough because you want to raise them as your own kids but with the wishes of the deceased parents in mind. So you have two things here. You have what you and your wife think is best for kids, but also you got to keep me in mind and say, well, these are Nick's kids and what did he want and, you know, religious and exercise and hard work and education, like all the things that he valued and maybe they're close. Obviously, if we have similar values, this is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so it varies from child to child. I think one of the things to do is try to minimize any additional like shock to their system. Okay, they lost their parents. It's always it's already going to be traumatic, but do the best you can to kind of smooth out the rest of the transition, at least in the short term. Um, and then you know just do the best you can to be a good parent. Okay. Um, Also, you're going to have to have open communication with whoever is in charge of the estate from the money standpoint. So, if it's an executor, trustee, what have you, um, because that's who you're going to be turning to for money to take care of the kids, you know, time to pay tuition, things like that. So, again, you got to have a good relationship with the person in charge of the money. It could be you. Okay. You could be in charge of the money and the guardians too. That's certainly easier. But if not, you got to have a good relationship with whoever the executor or the trustee is. And keep good records. I'm going to say this 15 times on this podcast. Keep good records. Mm-hmm. You need reimbursement for tuition, you better have a record. You need reimbursement for taking the kid to the doctor, have a good record. Um, you know, the after-school program cost $100. Summer camp, keep good records. Um that's you know obviously apart from just being a good parent step two is probably keep good records
2: okay good to know all right so there's power of attorneys now ne- power of attorney agent next so you got financial and property and health let's start with the financial and the property power of attorney what's that all intent?
0: yeah you have a couple different uh, you're exactly right you got two different jobs here um for the finance first thing to do try to familiarize yourself with like the regular bills and subscriptions and transactions. Uh, Online banking has made this job easier than 10 years ago. Let me say that, significantly easier. Um, Shoot, Ben, I can pay my mortgage, my student loans, uh, my Duke Energy bill. Ben, is there any bill you can't pay online nowadays? Actually, now that that I think about it. Yeah, Yeah, you can literally pay everything online. So online access makes it easier. Um, One thing to keep in mind, Although this is becoming less effective with um, paperless statements. Five years ago, I used to say, just watch the mailbox for 60 days. Get their mail for two months and you'll find everything. Paper statements, of course, are getting us away from that. But I would still do it for clues on any bills that the individual has. Obviously, keep good records, okay? Um, And you are... A fiduciary. That means you are acting in the best interest of someone else, even if it is to your detriment. So you are serving and taking care of someone else, not for your own personal benefit. Um, so, one thing also, as far as uh, I guess maybe a bonus tip here, if you get on- ac- online access to the bank account, look at a couple months of bank statements. Okay. You know, if they have a Duke Energy bill, it will show up. If they have a Netflix subscription, a tuition monthly payment, it'll show up. So almost, as long as you get online access to banking, you can almost be like a forensic accountant and kind of backtrack, Mm -hmm. okay? So where the mailbox used to be, where you would get all your information, now it's the online bank statement. So again, just a couple pro tips there of just making sure the bills and, and the finances are all taken care of. Look in the mailbox and look in the bank
2: statements. Okay. about the healthcare side? Totally
0: different here, uh, obviously, right? Um, You're basically being a medical advocate or a medical watchdog for someone else. You know, just like you would be taking care of your spouse or your parents or your kids. Ask questions, understand what's going on. It's tough, so try to communicate and keep the other family members in the loop. Obviously, assuming you know them Okay, if everyone hates each other, I don't know that I would uh, subject myself to the outside noise. Um, But ultimately, make the decision you believe is in the best interest of the individual. And if they were able to communicate with you and you asked them what they wanted, this is what they would say. And so this is a tough one, and there's no hard and fast rules on it. But just inform yourself as good as you can and make the best decision that you can with the information you got.
2: Okay. Just do your best. That's what it is in a lot of cases here. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about executor? What all are we doing here if, we, if we're named the executor?
0: Well, this depends on the family, okay, and the family dynamic. If everyone gets along and is upstanding citizens, my answer is different than if it's a bunch of shysters who hate <laughs> each other and will, you know, rip their own parent off if it means they get a dollar. So secure and protect the assets. Part of your role is to preserve the estate. That may mean, you know, locking or changing the locks on the doors. Ben, you hear all these stories about mom died and then before the funeral, the house had already been picked over. Mm -hmm. Okay, so again, situation by situation, but err on the side of caution. Your job is to protect the estate, whatever that means. Keep records of everything, accounts, bills, mail, payments, debt, everything. You can always go back and see what's going on, but keep records. Don't throw it away. Be as open as possible with the family. Again, assuming that's a good idea. Uh, Keep all your receipts, both of, of expenses that you fronted. You know, maybe if we don't have access to the money right now, but someone needs to pay for the burial today, keep receipts if you want to get reimbursed. Um, And then I think, especially if there's an executor and we have to go through probate, work with a local attorney who does this. Do not try that at home, especially on the probate side. You might be able to get away with it from a trust. But if we're going through probate, work with someone local who deals with probates in that county and does that as a major portion of their practice
2: and not just a side hustle. Okay, good to know. And then finally, our trustee, what are we doing here with this spot?
0: Well, a lot of it's similar to the executor. It's a very similar process. The job's going to be simpler uh, because you're doing everything but not um, under the supervision and not having to get the blessing at the altar of the probate judge, so to speak. I still think it's a good idea to reach out to a local estate planning attorney, uh, someone who has experience dealing with trust, because not all attorneys deal with trust work. Um, so I would talk to someone who deals with it, and you know what, Ben, worst case scenario, you pay for a meeting or two, you pay a few hundred dollars, and they answer the technical questions you may not know, and can at least interpret the document for you. I've had plenty of people say, okay, This is all I need. I'm off to the races. Thanks. I've had a whole lot of trustees don't need me apart from kind of making sense of the legalese and saying, here's what you need to do, here's what you don't need to do. Money well spent. So everything same as before, but no, you're probably not in for as much of a headache as you would if you had to go through probate. So count your blessings.
2: Yeah, no question. Well, if you are given one of these roles, this responsibility, hopefully you know what all it entails. You'll be a little more prepared. And then on the other side, too, if you're handing out these responsibilities, you'll know kind of what is to be expected of the person that uh, that you're lining up here. So it's a good look at what to do if you are put in charge of an estate plan for someone. So, again, if you have questions about any of this, you want to discuss it any further, just log on to CincinnatiEstatePlan.com. You can schedule a meeting with Nick through that website. You can also access any of his free resources that he offers, like the estate planning checkup guide and five essential documents of a complete estate plan, along with all of our podcasts as well. And if you want to call the office directly, that number is 513-463-6789. Well, that's a great topic. Nick, anything else to add before we close it out?
0: Um, I I think that's the majority of it. Um, I will say one thing, kind of going back to something you, a comment you made earlier It's okay to say no. So if you think this is a role you're not cut out for, you're not comfortable with, or sometimes you say, you know what, with the family dynamic, I don't wanna be caught in the middle of all this. Or, you know, again, you know, you would know, it's every circumstance is specific, but be aware these are, the way I describe it to my clients, this is a job offer. It is not a mandatory lifetime prison sentence. So if you're, all the way across the country, or you're working halfway across the world, you're going through chemotherapy, your spouse is sick, um, you have a bad relationship with the rest of the family, you don't wanna be caught in the middle, then turn the job down. Mm. You're allowed to do that, okay? So this is, it's a nomination. You've been offered a job. You're not forced on it, okay? So just keep that in mind. But again, you are doing Something to serve someone else, even if it is to your detriment. So if you're going to take the job, understand you are doing it uh, for someone else's benefit and not your own personal gain. But if you don't think you can do it, no harm, no foul. Okay, mm-hmm. just a couple things to be aware of.
2: Yeah, it's important to set expectations. So it's good to know that going in. All right. Well, if you have questions again, CincinnatiEstatePlan.com is the website. And please subscribe to the podcast, too. We'd appreciate that as we continue to grow the show. All right, Nick, thanks for the time today. We'll catch up with you soon. Yeah,
1: absolutely. The Complete Estate Planning Podcast is brought to you by the Rosenbauer Law Office based in Westchester, Ohio and serving the entire Cincinnati area. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, google podcasts and everywhere you listen to podcasts subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode just search for complete estate planning with nick rosenbauer to find us or visit EstatePlan.com to listen to past episodes to contact nick and to learn more about protecting your family legacy that's EstatePlan.com.